you probably know what Alabama fans think of you and your team. They hate Tennessee fans. Man, I hate Tennessee because, first of all, it's Tennessee. I just hate them. They low down. They dirty. They some snitches. I hate their colors. I'm not a dog person. I hate Nailing Stadium. It looks like a garbage truck worker convention. Tennessee's colors is is that that throw-up orange. It's not that orange that you can sit with. It's that puke inside of a pumpkin orange. And I don't like pumpkins. They hate LSU fans. It's time to get up here and get after these damn Bayou Bengals, baby. Corn Dog University one damn time, baby. Yeah, these damn corn dogs, they gonna roll on into damn Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They really hate Auburn fans. All right, this Auburn guy goes into a bar and he sees this real pretty girl sitting there. He walks up to her and he says, uh, what school do you go to? And she goes, Yale. He goes, what school do you go to? <laughs> What's the difference an Auburn graduate and a sack of <laughs> What? The sack. Hate is a strong word. Maybe that isn't fair. It doesn't speak for the entire fan base. And they're mostly just having a little fun with the rivalries. Alabama fans like to puff their chest a little bit. A program so rich in tradition and success has a little room to talk some trash. And with so many national championships to brag on, who cares what anyone else might think of you and your team? I doubt Alabama fans care very much at all about what other people think. But that doesn't mean I didn't ask. The level of appreciation of history by an Alabama fan is enormous. And it's not just that they love Alabama, they love football. And that's the thing that I think separates Alabama fans. The Alabama football fan base, by and large, believes if you don't bow down to the greatness of Alabama football, that you are a hater. Alabama fans can be unfairly labeled as arrogant, as rednecks as a variety of things. I think the Alabama fan base is easily the most passionate and concerned fan base in the country. They also are highly sensitive to to what other people do and say. The idea that they can't have a college football playoff without Alabama in it, that is spoiled. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't define what spoiled is, I don't know what does. I'm Ben Flanagan. Welcome to Bammers. They just root for Alabama because they don't have anybody else to root for. That's what they live for. They spend all their paychecks to go to A-Day, all that kind of stuff. And they're, you know, they're rednecks, they're hicks. But, like I said, that's not very nice, and maybe that's not fair. But working here at the university, I've turned into an Alabama fan. And that's kind of the – that is what, to me, Kentucky basketball fans were growing up. So that's why I uh, always thought that was the deal. Andrew Deere is a Kentucky native who grew up a Tennessee fan. He went to Western Kentucky University – and moved to Tuscaloosa to work in student recreation at UA. A longtime fan of one of their biggest rivals, you could say that he had preconceived notions of what Alabama fans were like. This isn't really, this isn't, it's not very nice, but it's the truth. You, you get that the Walmart fan is what you think, right? And as fate would have it, 
All it took was spending a little time working for the school to turn him around on Bama. Well, it's, it, it's human nature. Alabama's good every year. It's easy to root for him, right? Obviously, and the teams that I root for, West Kentucky and Tennessee, aren't competing with Alabama anymore every year. So, I, you know, a, a school that I work at, it's really fun to it's really fun to be a part of that, and it, it's easy to be a part of that when you're employed by the university. Also, a lot of the students that work for me. I, I like to see them have fun, and I like to see them experience positive things. And so it's it's really hard to work somewhere and not and not buy in. I truly believe that there are Auburn people that work here, there are Tennessee people that work here, and I think everybody on Saturday, if you work here, you still wear that Alabama polo, whether you went to another school or not. That's my personal philosophy. If you work here, you need to buy in. And I kind of came down here with that open mind, say, hey, I want to like Alabama football, even if the fans are crazy, even if even if I grew up not like not loving Alabama football, I want to like it because I want to buy in because I work here. The Alabama football fan base, by and large, believes that if you don't bow down to the greatness of Alabama football, that you are a hater. And so, you know, therefore, the the standard by which uh, uh, reporters who, who write about college football and who write about Alabama get judged is a little bit skewed, but there's no doubt that, uh, Anything that's even a shade less than uh, worshiping the glory of Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide is, is viewed as uh, hating Alabama. So, um, especially the last few years, that has definitely become the posture. Plenty of Crimson Tide fans know who Dan Wolken is by now. The USA Today college football reporter and columnist sometimes gets under the skin of Alabama fans who don't want to hear much other than how great the Tide is. Wolken calls it like he sees it. And if Alabama or any other fan base doesn't like it, so what? You know, my, my belief is that, that Alabama fans in some ways are a little bit bored, and I understand that. I mean, there's there's not a lot of real drama that ever surrounds Alabama football right now. I mean, the degrees to which there are highs and lows are, are very, very small. You know, I think part of what is fascinating about covering sports is covering you know the roller coaster you know year to year day to day season to season things change things evolve there are highs and lows and that's where you get the great stories and so Alabama you know I think the fan base is just so used to having everything go their way that it's almost a little bit boring I mean there's just not that much richness in the storytelling of Alabama football because right now at least for you know a decade kind of all been in one direction if that makes any sense you're going to hear more from wolken in a later episode i do think in some ways alabama fans can be unfairly labeled as arrogant as rednecks as a variety of things and and this is like the way i think we label all college football fan bases based on their like geographic region like an unfairly so of course you're going to have a few outliers and and for for whatever reason then like people will will deem that as who you are, like your representation, which is not right. Adam Kramer of the Bleacher Report, known to many on Twitter as Kegs and Eggs, is a Chicago-based college football writer who spent a little time in Tuscaloosa or wherever else the Tide might play in the country, marveling at the monster that Nick Saban has built and soaking in what makes the Alabama fan base so special. I can tell you this. I, I can't tell you how much passion uh, that I've talked to with Alabama fans uh, in the times I've been to Brian Denny, in in people that I know, I think it's a passionate group. And yeah, I think there's a sense of perhaps 
of course, when you're going to have this level of success, I think you'll become complacent. But I never took this as like a a fan base, given the level of success. Like, this is a a group that seems genuinely hungry and eager and, and also mindful of kind of what's going on. You know what I mean? So I never took it as an arrogant group at all. I I love the passion. I think it can be misrepresented at times. To me, in my experiences, it has always really come out and it's been a pleasure to be around. How would you say Alabama fans see themselves generally? Yeah, I think they can. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of puffy chested with, with some of them. There's no question if you're an Alabama fan, you're going to approach each individual game and moment with an enormous amount of confidence, as you should. I think there's some of that. But I also think there is a deep appreciation for tradition. And I, I, I don't know. I just have always found that people in these situations, and it's not always the case. Again, I get back to the original point of the unfair stigma surrounding fans that are generated in large part because of, of outliers. I, I just think people are, are very mindful of it. And I do think Alabama fans think that they are the most passionate fan base in the country. I think there are a handful of schools, SEC schools, most schools out there are probably thinking the same thing, and that's great. So, no, I I think, and you hope, given the level of success and given just what we're seeing here, which is not normal, that fans are able to actually sit back and, and beyond the controversy or the play calling or whatever and really appreciate what's going on. I've been an Alabama fan for 25 years. I've been an Alabama fan for 45 years. I've been an Alabama fan since 1958. I've been an Alabama fan since 1978. They always identify themselves as Alabama fans since. If you ever come across an Alabama fan randomly, okay, whether it's in an airport or you're getting your rental car, they can't tell you their names before they can tell you how long they've been Alabama fans. I admire that. I think that's wonderful. Tim Brando, now a national sports commentator at Fox Sports, has spent decades covering college football. Prior to Fox, he worked at ESPN and CBS, and he's seen Alabama's highest highs and lowest lows along the way. With as rich a knowledge of college football history as just about anybody in the business, Brando also knows a thing or two about the Alabama fan base, one that he truly admires. How would you describe the Alabama fan base? i got to give you two answers, okay? One is a, a broad-brush, historical Alabama fan base description, and that would be incredible because they have always been the, you know, the, the football capital of the South. You know, that old uh, sign inside Legion Field. I'll never forget going in to do a game there. In the um, in the nineties, when I was doing those early Jefferson Pilot games and in a packed house, and it was I think the opening season game might have been around ninety five or six somewhere in there twenty one twenty two years ago. It, it didn't matter that Legion Field was even kind of worn down and dilapidated, and some said maybe, maybe should have been blown up, imploded. It just to me was it was what Saturday afternoons really meant, and as someone who grew up wanting to do this all his life and fashion himself as the next Keith Jackson or Chris Schenkel, being at an Alabama game, whether it was in Birmingham or in Tuscaloosa, was incredible. Still is. I mean, and, and 
largely just because it's Alabama and because of what they've meant throughout history of, of, of college football. And I think the fans, because of that history, uh, I've done some pieces with Coach Stallings. I did one two years ago on my football Saturday show. The level of appreciation of history by an Alabama fan, particularly one that's in my age bracket, you know, a baby boomer or beyond, someone in their late 50s, early 50s, is, 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 is enormous. And it's not just that they love Alabama, they love football. And that's the thing that I think separates Alabama fans from other fans. Fans of other great schools and other great locations tend to care only from a provincial point of view about their team. They really don't know or care a lot about other teams. That's not the case with Alabama. Alabama fans can tell you a lot about the history of Penn State, Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, because they just love football so much. So that's incredible to me. So I have to answer it that way first. But then in the currency of of Alabama fan, uh, particularly based on the impression left, whether you're watching Paul Feinbaum's show or you're reading anything on the Internet, I I would just tell you that the, the word is spoiled. And I think because of the nature of how spoiled they are, you can already begin to hear and feel the fear that's coming in at the prospects of Nick Saban now being in the so-called twilight of his career. Now, I don't know how much longer he's going to do this, and certainly physically and mentally he looks like he's ready to, to go another five to ten years, and he may well do that. But the idea that they can't have a college football playoff without Alabama in it, I mean, that, that, that's the fan base's that's, – that's what your perception is. That is spoiled. I mean, if that doesn't define what spoiled is, I don't know what does. You know, I'm one of the very few guys that said after the loss to Auburn, Alabama would still make the college football playoff. But it didn't stop the criticism from coming uh, because the reason I said they would make the college football playoff is because the brand name of Alabama is so big, the committee cannot afford not to have them in it. And that's true. That's how big Alabama has become. When they lose a game, even late in the season, you won't see them drop more than four spots. That's that's the over-under number on how far they can drop. And the fan base hates that I point that out because they think I'm being critical that Alabama doesn't deserve to be there. Good for Alabama. That's great. But instead of being able to enjoy the moment, I think the fan base is fearful that it's all going to go away soon. And, oh, my God, what if, when if, it's almost as if they can't enjoy their own success. And I think that's a byproduct of just being incredibly spoiled. So there's two words. The base is incredible, and they're spoiled. And it goes back to my old line, what's the greatest thing about college football? The fans. What's the worst thing about college football? The fans. (laughs) I've always said it, and I always will. I think the Alabama fan base is easily the most passionate and concerned fan base in the country. They are also, on many levels, the most knowledgeable. They understand the sport. They understand the nuances of the sport. And they also are highly sensitive to, to what other people do and say, which, which is fascinating because a lot of times they don't ever really feel like they're getting enough credit for, for what uh, 
Alabama does. Paul Feinbaum hosts one of the most popular sports talk radio shows in the country on ESPN Radio and the SEC Network, The Paul Feinbaum Show. He spent decades in Alabama covering the team all the way back to Bear Bryant's last days in Tuscaloosa. His show dives headfirst into SEC fan culture, primarily Alabama's. After many years in Alabama, he made the jump to ESPN and, well, hell, you know who Paul Feinbaum is. And you know he's one of the best people to talk to about a fan base he knows inside and out. You know, it, it's just a fascinating thing. It, it's never the same. It's, it's, uh, it's always fairly compelling to, to deal with them. And, and, I, and I say that not only from someone who hosts a show and having done that for many years, but or for someone who, you know, spends, has spent a lot of time in Alabama. Uh, and now, even though I don't live there, I, I, I come through there quite a bit and, and run into Alabama fans on, on every, in every state and, and a few con- continents as well. Well, so how do you think most outsiders, non-fans, media professionals, like how do you think that they see Alabama fans? Uh, fairly negatively. <laughs> um I, I, I've, I've always had this feeling that people root against Alabama around the country, not because of Nick Saban or not because of the University of Alabama, but because of the fan base. Look, and, and I'll take some of the blame for that, maybe not all of it, but, but a lot of people see Alabama fans through the prism of the Feinbaum show. And, you know, oftentimes on a show like ours, uh, you see the extreme fringes, not the run-of-the-mill fan, but that's okay. Uh, I, I think I think we present it all, but you know, several, you know, a handful of people end up being identifiable for the fan base, which which is which is not a, which is not a a very accurate or or consistent way of doing it, but it, but it's done nevertheless. I don't think Alabama fans really do see themselves uh, other than uh, as one as a group of people who. Who follow this team, and, and, and from that standpoint, they are united. But 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 I, I don't I don't think they see themselves the same way. Uh, you know, they know they have the best team in the country, they have the best program in the country, but they also don't feel like they're ever given enough credit. It's a it's a fascinating uh, exercise. It, it's a, you know I've always tried to understand this, this dichotomy, but uh, even after 35 years, I'm not sure I quite understand the way they see themselves through the prism of others. So do you think that that sort of dynamic is unique to the Saban era or in the 35 years you're talking about, do you think that that's been pretty consistent even through the highs and lows? I think it's always the same. And I think it's rooted uh, in, in, in the state of Alabama being part of the South and to a, to a large extent Southerners uh, not feeling uh, that they are being respected or, or given credit, and, and you know, it, go, it really goes back cent- uh, not centuries, but it goes back decades, and you know, or, or maybe a century. I mean, I, I really think some of this is is based and built in in the Civil War, where the, you know the South lost, and and you know ever since uh, a lot of people you know have tried to relitigate the Civil War through other means, such as college football. It, it's always us against them in the South, and and I think that that's played into what what happens uh, in the afternoon on 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 our show. Um, you, you have a group of people who, I mean, even on the even on Alabama's best days, don't feel like it's it's really getting the credit. And, and what, what's fascinating is 
probably the biggest difference between Alabama fans today and when I first arrived is that they don't quite live in the past uh, as much as they used to um, because the past, the, 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 you know, the, the past is really the present right now with what was it Faulkner said the past is prologue, but 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 I, I would disagree in this case um, because you know what is happening right now is as fascinating and interesting and as compelling as, as any era in Alabama football. Well, when I got there, uh, I got there at the end of Bryant's era. And yeah, I mean he he had uh, this he he had just won the national championship and and would not win another one, so people naturally would look back and pick a. A, a, a favorite era, whether it's Namath or or Todd or, or Stedman Sheely, where, where now it's really all about today. Uh, you don't hear too many Alabama fans talking about, man, uh, that Greg McElroy team in 2009 was really good. They, they don't care. I mean, that, that, they, they just want to win this year. And, and, and I think that is a tremendous difference. Uh, even under Bryant, there was an expectation to win. But there was also a lot of disappointment about the ones that got away, such as the '66 national championship. But but now it, it's it's just let's go out there and win this one, and 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 it's and it just also doesn't seem like it's ever enough. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I I marvel sometimes at really what what I'm what I'm currently going through. And I told uh, I think I may have written this story in a book, uh, but you know, when I sat there on December 15th. 1982, uh, in, in, in that room at Coleman Coliseum listening to Coach Bryant announce his retirement. I, I was a young reporter, and I genuinely walked out of there feeling sorry for myself because I, I thought, how did I get, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that I caught the last act of college football's greatest coach, but I also felt like I came too late. I missed the glory days. I, I missed Namath and Stabler. I missed the the unveiling of the wishbone. I, I missed the the beginning of, of that attempt to win a, a three feed. I mean, I just, I just got the end. I, I didn't get the good stuff, uh, and and that's why in, uh, in early January of 2010, I walked out of the Rose Bowl, and it's one of my favorite memories in my career because I, I thought to myself, you know what. It's come full circle. Yes, I, I do know that Gene Stallings won a national championship in, in 1992. I, w- I was at the Sugar Bowl that night, but that, that seemed more of a, of, a, of a payback for that long decade after Bryant. Uh, but when, but with Saban, it was different. You, you knew that wasn't going to be the last one. And when I walked out of the Superdome the next year, uh, excuse me, uh, in 2011, uh, I had a feeling I'd be back the next year and. Quite frankly, I, I didn't. I wondered if I, I would ever walk out of a stadium that Alabama didn't win. I mean, it, it was such, it was such a good run, and it, it's still a good run. It's just been a little choppy here these last few years. Thanks to Andrew Deer, Dan Wolken, Adam Kramer. Tim Brando, and Paul Feinbaum. Join us as we continue our deep dive into Alabama football's fascinating fan culture. So, Tim, my first question is, why do you hate Alabama? <laughs> Probably the most often asked question. It, it, it just makes, it makes me laugh every time. 
next time on Bammers. Additional clips from Irvin Carney, Law Tied on YouTube, and Slammed, the Top 100 Auburn Jokes. Bammers is produced and hosted by Ben Flanagan for AL.com. You can find all episodes and other bonus content on iTunes, Google Play, and at AL.com slash Bammers.